Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Navarra, OTR, and with me, as always, is Mr. Danny DPT, and we are here for a very quick episode. My monitors just shut off and turned back on real quick. I thought I lost all my whole, the whole, the whole feed here, uh, but we're back. And we are back to talk about a few football things, uh, catch up on a couple football stories, get you in the mindset, and then we'll kick it to a little bit of soccer and get you out of here right quick. So, do you have anything to add off the rip, Danny? I have nothing to add off the rip other than we are recording while game one is starting. What you what give me your predictions, what you got? I'm gonna say nuggets, nuggets and five. Um, I'll I'll say nuggets and six. Why not? Uh but yeah, I definitely the nuggets are had the series odds of like minus four sixty or something like that. And yeah, I mean it just seems like a good Good spot for the Nuggets to be in. I don't think they could have asked for anyone better to play, just matchup wise. Uh, the, the Heat have no dominant uh, interior, and they don't have uh, the depth at, at, in the interior is maybe the Celtics or the 76ers. So I think the the Nuggets are on the fast the fast lane to the title, and they haven't they've never won one, correct? They've never been to one. Oh wow, yeah. So I de- yeah, that definitely seems like they will they will take one home. Uh the it'd be good for the NBA to add another team that has won a finals that makes the league appear more competitive, especially when there's been all these streaks of teams in the last century, uh well, current century, um streaky, streaky champion teams. So yeah, give me. I would. I would say the Nugs win this one handedly. Any any other basketball talk? Gotta, gotta gotta give Jimmy Butler at least one. That's why I'm saying five. But yeah, it's a. It is good to see. Kind of the uh, looks like it's the more or less the end of the uh, the LeBron Super Team era. No, uh, no Golden State. No LeBron. Hopefully, we get some a uh, little bit of parity back in the NBA and uh, make it more watchable. I saw uh, Trey Lance to the Lakers rumor. Um, not that that has any credibility to it, but that would certainly bring the big three feel uh, full circle back around to LeBron. Um, you know, wait, <laughs> who? Oh shit! I'm thinking about football. <laughs> I said Trey Lance. Uh, you know who I'm talking about from Atlanta, Trey Young. I <laughs> I had no. That's hilarious. I was like, wait. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Who? <laughs> I, yeah, I was actually lost. That's funny. No, yeah, it, uh, that, yeah that would be uh, that would be, and he would, yeah, he would mesh well with LeBron. I mean, that was that was why the like Westbrook to, to the Lakers was just horrible setup from the beginning. Like the, the style of play just does not mesh, but uh, yeah, LeBron could certainly, uh, you know, attract 
attract the defense and and kick to open Lance. Does well, does well with shooters around him. That's for sure. So, with all the basketball out of the way, let's get into football talk. Football on the mind at all times of the year. Let's start with Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance, um, and Brock Purdy with coming back from the elbow. Right, <laughs> he got he got Tommy John. Right, yes. Correct. Brock Purdy, UCL injury. <laughs> yeah. Trey Lance had the ankle fracture slash dislocation. Yes. Either way, sh- shoulder or uh, elbow. My point is that uh, Brock Purdy is on pace, on track with his throwing program from listening to Sh- Kyle Shanahan. Uh, he's at where they're expected him to be at this point, which means from my estimation, what I've said uh, since it, the injury, he could get back for full contact by the start of training camp, which is where you right where you want to be anyway. Uh, and so I don't think he's going to miss really many, if any, team activities on the field uh, with his progression. If there's no more setbacks, he's already made it into June. No more setbacks. He should be cleared for full contact right around early August. And then that would put him, you know, probably as the week one starter, because I also feel like he's just going to pick up where he left off, which is a guy who isn't going to lose the 49ers the game, but he he may not win every game for him uh, coming into this year because there's going to be more tape out on him and all that, but he's, he's still going to be productive and a solid guy. Whereas Trey Lance coming off of this ankle, um, early or mid September week two, so he is looking at a uh, a full eight to nine months, which does put him, in, and that is uh, until um you know you're allowed for contact and uh, being able to practice full practice. So even nine months is kind of an early window for that injury, but uh, I. So I don't think he he may not get a full camp, Trey Lance, and he's a guy that needs it. And so I definitely think from a best ball perspective, if you're doing drafts now, I've already done a couple manias. But if you're a guy making a bunch of a bunch of drafts, a lot of uh very variance in your portfolio, I would definitely get some Brock Purdy going lower lower late rounds, I would get him. And I, I believe he's going to be the starter for the majority of the season. But then again, Danny brought up a good point earlier to me. And uh, what what was that to the people? Yeah, it's definitely a weird situation. My hunch initially would be that like in a vacuum, if you if all variables were controlled, I would expect Trey Lance to be the starter simply because he was the number three pick. He was the guy they traded up for. He traded multiple firsts to get him. They have a lot more invested in him. They're paying him significantly more as the number three pick compared to a seventh rounder. You know, so he was uh, their guy. He was expected, you know, he was the guy that was expected to be their their franchise guy. Uh, just really hasn't had an extended opportunity. Uh, but, you know, and I mean, they're both 
coming off of very serious injuries, obviously, especially uh, Purdy's elbow being injured so late. I would think it, he would he would might have to you know miss camp or miss a little bit of time at the beginning of the of the season. Sounds like what I'm reading though that that is not going to be the case. It looks like they're expecting Purdy to be good to go. Um, they're pleased with his progress. You know, a, a six month recovery would put you uh, you know back to you know 100% by late July. Um, so in time for you know preseason and all that. Uh, but it it looks like and it's it's tough. Trey Lance, it's it's tough because we don't get all the uh, specific details on quite how much structural damage there is. Um, I know that he did have he had to go back for a second surgery surgery to remove some hardware, so it obviously wasn't completely smooth. But from what I'm reading, it also sounds like he's he's getting the number one reps right now in in OTAs just because he's the healthy guy. So. I would expect Trey Lance to be ready, um, but it also looks like they're pleased with Purdy's progress and they're expecting him to be ready and and for him for him to go. So all indications are that Purdy will be the guy, which is not what I expect. And keep in mind, they also brought in Sam Darnold, who obviously has had his ups and downs, mostly downs, but obviously a guy that's coming in with, with some experience and some health. So maybe if these guys aren't fully, you know, at that 100% level, we might get a little little Darnold action at the beginning of the season even possibly. So regardless, uh, San Fran has an entire offseason to prep for Pittsburgh, who is going to be completely unprepared because San Fran <laughs> comes at you with a variety of looks always. They're, they're a tough team to prep for on a week-to-week basis, let alone with the entire offseason. And you know Pittsburgh not knowing who they're going to roll with and who, uh, you know who what you know what their what their formations and and play style is going to be. So tough to prep for Pittsburgh, who uh, has kind of kind of had some uh, difficulty prepping for teams as it is. So we'll we'll see. Home opener finally. So first time in nine years Pittsburgh's had a home opener. Who knows what's going to mm. happen? <laughs> I, I still like. Play. I still like the Steelers playing this team week one uh, versus you know any time past week five because uh, they the Forty ers are definitely a team that goes rolls downhill and once they pick up some steam they usually take that into the late fall and winter pretty yeah. well so we're playing them at the perfect time and then week two is the Raiders. And that's who we're talking to next. Look at that segue right into Jimmy G and his um, not fake news, but blown out of proportion news about his his foot and this contract that they are uh, reworking the injury clause. Uh, This is nothing new um, or surprising if you do follow NFL closely like we do. There's an injury clause in almost every veteran quarterback's um, contract when they sign with a new team or even if they're re-signing with the team they play for. There's usually an injury clause in there. And then the entire press conference thing was was obviously he went in for his physical after they announced a date for the press conference. And, uh, you know, the team doctors looked at that foot and said, it's not quite where we'd like it to be at this point, and we're going to have to go back in and do a 
quote, cleanup procedure. That's really the only information we have about it and what's going on in his foot. Um, so a cleanup procedure to me means either, a, and we do know it's the second metatarsal as well. So it was either a bone spur on the end of that metatarsal, kind of like the ball of your foot, either a bone spur or some sort of hairline fracture that with a bone chip that chipped off and is maybe floating around causing pain or just a, a calcium buildup, a, um, a buildup of scar tissue as well, which is very similar to a bone spur. It's all the same lingo, just different ways of putting it. Basically. I am not worried about that at all. A cleanup procedure typically works every time for the foot, but there always is some tenderness, but this is the perfect time of year for that to be happening. Maybe four weeks of uh, no, you know, running, sprinting, putting cleats on and, and stuff like that, but he doesn't need to be doing those things right now. Uh, well, I shouldn't say not need to. You should be doing your um, off-season uh, conditioning right now, actually, but um, he'll be fine is, is my point. Jimmy G's going to be the quarterback for the Raiders. He's going to be the quarterback week one, and I don't think the they will need to implement this injury clause, which is only for the foot, by the way, as well, as, as from what I understood. So uh, Steelers uh, get, get a great draw here the first two weeks, I think. Jimmy G getting used to a new system. And also the theory I heard of maybe Mike McDaniels doesn't want Jimmy G to do so well, so then he can get Caleb Williams next year. They kind of do a... Uh, I don't know the reference to make, but but you get what I'm saying. I, I don't know if, if things start going south quickly. I don't know how much it it could possibly turn around in, in Vegas. Maybe they do just tank and try to get Caleb Williams over one or two states from SoCal. So, yeah, what do you got on the Raiders? I, uh, I concur. I do have to I do have to chime in. Uh, you said uh, Mike McDaniel. You met you met Josh, Josh. McDaniel. Yes, so you're, Josh. <laughs> you're you're mixing up all your people with similar names today. Uh, <laughs> and we also have the Browns week two. Not to burst your bubble, but the Raiders are week three. Browns. We got the uh, Monday night week two game. So, uh, uh, that's you were, right. You were you were chomping at the bit a week early there. But yes, I concur with uh, all the all the Jimmy G stuff. Jimmy GQ, the prettiest. Prettiest player, money the money can buy. They paid way too much for him, but he's he's gonna be the guy week one. Um, like Steve said, uh, you know, he, he's regard he'll be ready by training camp. But regardless, his shoulder and elbow are good. This isn't a guy that's beating you with his feet to begin with. Um, you know, type of thing. Yeah, but, uh, you know, quarterbacks can come out and play in boots and all that jazz. Jimmy G is gonna be just fine. He is um, the Tooth Fairy's favorite player, and uh, she wants a Jimmy G t-shirt. And I said, why don't I just get you one of the cheap Chinese knockoff jerseys of his? And she's like, I don't want the jersey. I just want a Jimmy Garoppolo t-shirt. And I'm like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Go to the mall and get like an airbrush Jimmy G custom-made t-shirt? Because I don't think they just make t-shirts with with like his face on them 
<laughs> I don't know. What, I don't. I didn't know what was going on there. Uh, I digress. We, we'll move right to. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, why don't you <laughs> before I I fucking forget his first name. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, the the <laughs> the big surprise of the uh, past week here. Um, it's an interesting situation. Obviously. You know, reports were coming out that Arizona was trying to trade him. Uh, nothing materialized, evidently. Um, so the fact that so he was still owed a lot of money. They're left with like twenty-two million dead from from cutting him. So the fact that they, you know, that they knew they were absorbing this money and going to cut him regardless means that they literally had no trade offers. Like. If they were taking the dead money, they would have taken a seventh rounder and got the dead money, If you know what I mean, rather than get absolutely nothing and take the dead money. So that means, that implies to me that they had no trade interest, not because of D-Hop, the player, but I'm assuming he, w- he would not take a pay cut. You know, teams can offer um, a seventh rounder and, and kind of rework the contract or have a... Uh, Arizona take a little bit more and you know so so my hunch is that D Hop was not wanting to take any any lesser money kind of like how Allen Robinson did with the Steelers so what that implies to me is that he wants a multi-year you know higher paying contract where's D Hop going to end up there's a lot of things being rumored I'm seeing seeing the Bills and the uh Ravens Browns Jets, those kind of teams pop up. Uh, the Ravens actually aren't too bad, but the, the Bills, the Browns, and the Jets are in significant cap trouble next year and, and the years onward. I think two potential landing spots. This is all theoretical, assuming that, that he just wants multi-years and money, and you know who, who knows what teams are going to be willing to, to pay for him. Uh, but I think the uh, the Chiefs actually have a legitimate shot here. They don't have cap space this year, but year one's easy to manage when you're getting, you know, multi-year contracts. And the Chiefs actually have a ton of cap space. They're they're near the top of the league as far as cap space starting next year. When you think about it, you know, they they have Patrick Mahomes at a bargain rate now at this point with all the new quarterback contracts. You know, they, they, you know, they, don't, they, they dumped off Tyreek Hill. They don't have... Uh, they have like 61 million or something open cap space for for the projected cap next year, uh, as it stands right now. So Chiefs are a player. I think the Lions kind of are a, are a uh, overlooked player here as well. A lot of he would be he would be wide receiver one there. Obviously an explosive offense. He'd have a lot of stats, and Lions are a team that I feel like would would reach to make a splash. They have uh, plenty of cap space, so. That's my hunch. Two teams that I would think would be good uh, betting odds to to end up with D Hop, but regardless, I think he still has a little bit of ball left. Yeah, I think I think whoever pays for him this season is going to get um, production out of him. It it's not going to be as worry worrisome as as Odell. Uh, that was that's a oh. completely different scenario. I I know situation, but. If the Ravens knew, I, that's that's a do not draft OBJ in your fantasy leagues. <laughs> like right. the dude was not productive two ACLs ago. 
Uh, yeah, the, the, to expect. I mean, he, I, it, that's crazy. But if the Ravens knew, you know, I, I saw reports that they were engaged in trade talks, and I, I just don't get it, man. Like, if you if you knew you had a shot at getting D Hop, like, why would you give OBJ that kind of money? Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe, it, maybe they just were trying to entice Lamar. But man, they yeah, Ravens Ravens had a bad off season. Uh, yeah, and they they make they spin it to make it look like they're they're doing great. Uh, good for them. And uh, as as Danny sees in our group chat, um, within two seconds, I found a shirt with Jimmy Garoppolo's face on it, just his face on a black T-shirt that says Jimmy Garoppolo with the number ten and its Raiders colors. It's not even an old uh, 49ers shirt, so. Eighteen ninety nine on Amazon plus six dollars shipping, um, hundred percent cotton. I don't know. I hundred percent sexy. Yeah, I also do like one that says Jimmy G, and it has the, the Raiders logo, but with a beard and a uh, a smirk on the pirate guy. Um, that that looks cool, but that's animated, and I know she she would rather have the um just his face on a t-shirt. So maybe that'll, we'll see if she listens to this to, to know what uh, she might be getting for her birthday come August. Well, I think that does it for football talk. Well, let's move over to the European football. And oh, by the way, our, our lock uh, over under win total though for NFL Falcons under eight and a half wins. That's moved from minus 115 to minus 125. So the needle's already moving, people. Uh, that's going to come down to eight or seven and a half. I, I can almost guarantee that just because the public is going to be on that. Uh, and, and then I, I really don't think you're getting value at uh, seven and a half. I think they, I think they are right around that seven win team, and and then you're playing with fire. So, uh, hop on that now. I'm going to put that one in while Danny gives his soccer. Whatever the floor is yours about uh, soccer. Is mine. I have uh, maybe yeah, maybe have, maybe five minutes. So at, the, at the I have I have a couple picks for you one is the hashtag draw of the week i'll save that for last so we can segue into uh steve's hashtag draw of the week we've uh been struggling with our segues today so we'll try to we'll try to finesse that one uh one that i do love <clears throat> congrats to city on their premier league title but you can bet on the premier league title for next season uh city obviously heavy favorite they were minus 190 on FanDuel. Uh, not a lot of bang for your buck there. I think if you want to get a little, uh, fancy, FanDuel had Newcastle as the second favorite, uh, tied for third was Liverpool, I think at plus 1200. Uh, I think that, uh, Liverpool's a pretty good value bet there. They got, uh, obviously they had a horrible start to the year this year. I mean, it's still Liverpool. They're still stacked. They're still going to compete for the title. Uh, they got hot at the end of this year. Ended up finishing fifth. So while they had a fantastic finish to the season, they also missed out on the Champions League due to due to not getting into that top four. So they're just totally focused on the league season next year, not focused on Champions League. Um, not as many uh, 
you know, they'll, they won't have issues with fatigue and not as many opportunities for injuries, those kind of things. Totally just focused on that league and, you know, getting back to the, to the top of the prem. So I think that they have, I think that's your best value pick, Liverpool plus 1,200. They can, they can compete with City, I think. Uh, as far as the rest of my, uh, filling out the rest of my five minutes here, the U.S. still, <laughs> still without a freaking coach. We're heading into Nations League and Gold Cup this summer without a coach. The interim coach just left to take another position, so they're on the interim coach for the interim coach. Absolute train wreck. Completely ridiculous. Uh, situations drive me crazy. Uh, just bring Bear Halter back. He's been here the whole time. At this point, if it's not uh, Greg or Jesse Marsh, then what are we, what are we doing? And I I don't know if they're holding out for like a superstar European coach. We've already tried that with Jurgen Klinsmann. We're not a freaking third world country. That was a travesty. It freaking set us back entirely. Then we missed the World Cup. We don't need to freaking we need just bring in an American coach. I'll get off my soapbox here. Where's where's Greg Berhalter? He's he's out there just waiting for us to bring him back. Uh, and then we'll get into my draw of the week. I like, let me see what the odds are here. I like DC United playing Inter Miami in Miami. Uh, Miami had a horrible start to the season, got hot for a little bit, and then they've had a horrible past few games. Just fired their coach. For some reason in soccer, it just always seems like when you fire a coach, you come out and you play okay the next game. So... I like uh, like Miami to get a result here in the aftermath of firing their coach, but I'm not confident enough to say they're going to win. So it's hashtag draw of the week. Enter Miami and DC United. I'm going to stick with the MLS for my draw of the week, and that's FC Dallas versus Nashville SC. That's a plus two twenty draw on FanDuel. Neither team is favored here. And much, uh, same with Danny's, neither team's favored. Uh, that's what I like to look for with the uh, uh, taking a draw off the board. I have uh, absolutely no idea about either of these teams. From my knowledge, Dallas sucks and Nashville's okay. That, so, Dallas is pretty good, but no, they're not on Nashville's level. Yeah, so uh, why not? Why not a draw here? Um, also, Crew versus Charlotte it's also this Saturday, the rematch. Hashtag revenge tour. So crew, yeah, crew I are going to mop a floor with them at home. Crew were a completely different team at home. But plus 240, that's the odds on mine. Yeah, well, they, they, they tried to be the home team when they came to Charlotte and wore Charlotte's colors, <laughs> which was, aren't the same as was, at all. Yeah, well, that was the uh, Earth Day or whatever it was. And literally uh, every every team... Every single game, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Every team, there was two jerseys. Two, There was a home jersey and an away jersey. Every single team wore them. Oh. So the only thing that was different was, like, obviously the sponsorship and, like, the the names. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, the crew were wearing the same jersey as freaking Toronto and Miami yeah. and freaking Vancouver. Like, it was the stupidest. It was It was dumb. Yeah, that is quite stupid. But I will uh, give you all a parlay that cannot lose. Uh, well, I can't say that. That's one, stealing from Big Cat, and two, uh, it could lose. But I really don't think it will, and that's Manchester City to win the FA Cup this Saturday uh, in regulation time 
so and then to win the UEFA Champions League in two Saturdays from now, or no, it's the, it's the very next Saturday, I think, the tenth. Yeah, so back to back Saturday wins for City here, winning two cups in two weeks, both in regulation time. So it's money line on both of those, and that's a plus one oh seven parlay. They are like minus three. 50-ish to lift each cup. And then obviously they're they're a little heavier than two minus 200 to win both of those games in regulation. So don't even mess with the um, the goal line. Just take them to win both of these games in the 90 minutes plus stoppage. And you got yourself an even money parlay there. And, and if you really want to get uh, loose with it, I mean, you could parlay them uh, at minus one and a half for each of those games as well. Uh, but Danny and I both agree uh, we don't see them losing to either Man United or Inter. Yeah, City already slaughtered United, slaughtered United twice this year. And Inter is just not, not nearly on their level. It's going to be, gonna be uh, three trophies in three weeks for City here. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and so perhaps next week we'll be back at you again. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Look out for some UFC picks this weekend, Friday or Saturday. I'll I'll hit up with some UFC on at, on Twitter at Return to Play Pod, and and then maybe yeah maybe next week we'll we could do a, a little bit more in depth uh champions league final preview with maybe a few props for that next week if we do do a pod and we need something man it's the it's the dog days of summer we need contact practice we need injuries we need topics come on yeah. sports come yeah. on do something sports world well, uh, we do have the NBA and NHL finals here, but, you know, the Nuggets are already up um, 16 points at halftime or something like that. Uh, at 17 points, that was close. And then NHL, I, that's got to start, I think, tomorrow, right? Saturday, I want to say. I, yeah, I don't know why they had so much time off, but I think it's Saturday. Uh, I know they play. I know there's never a duplicate day. Yeah, sa- Saturday. Uh, well, this website sucks. Doesn't even give a time. Whatever. 8 p.m. on Saturday. Yeah, and game two of NBA is Sunday, 8 p.m. Yeah, this is going to be like one of the lowest rated finals, I bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially if, especially if the Nuggets keep, if it, yeah. If it gets ugly early, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, so, um, everybody have a good first weekend of June out there, and don't uh, don't get sunburnt. Put on your sunscreen, and with that, stay healthy, America. <laughs>